declaration but I want to make it over us today Isaiah 43 and uh, this is verses 1 through 11 and, and I have uh, tweaked it a little bit just so you know if you're following along in Isaiah 43 you can but I've tweaked it a little bit and there's a place that I want you to uh, I'll just show you and you put your name we'll go back through the first one says but now says the Lord who created me and who and who formed me Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, Todd. You are mine. Now, your name's not Todd, right? If it is, you can say Todd. But if your name's not Todd, you say your name there, all right? You tracking with me? Amen. All right. But now, says the Lord who created me and who formed me, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, Todd. Y'all not doing it. You say your name when I say my name, okay? Amen. Let me try it again. If I had Apple TV, I'd flick it up on there and we could all do it, but I don't have that yet. So, But now says the Lord who created me and who formed me, fear not, for I have redeemed you and I have called you by your name. You are mine. You are mine. Come on. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Come on. A couple of things. He didn't say he would send it, and he didn't say it, but he did say it wouldn't touch you. Come on. When you pass through the waters, isn't that cool? What does he say you're going to do with the waters? You're going to pass through them, not get marred down. Not get overwhelmed when you pass through the waters. I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I, have, I gave Egypt, which means trouble and anguish, for your ransom. Ethiopia, which means black darkness. And Seba, which means drunkenness in your place. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I, have, I gave trouble and anguish for your ransom. I gave black darkness and drunkenness in your place. <laughs> Man, since you are precious in my sight. Come on. Just meditate on that a minute. <laughs> you are precious in my sight. You have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. Wow. Man, this is so full. Uh, I could just preach right out of it. It's so full if we'll hear it with our, not just with our head, but with our heart. 
Fear not, I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. Bring out the blind who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled at the river. <laughs> you are my witnesses, my witness, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. <laughs> Man, the Lord has continued to just stir in my heart. It's an understanding that we don't seek God for a thing, but that we understand He is our everything. Does that make sense? And, and it goes back to Genesis chapter 15 where I can't get away from that. It's so cool that this week I was listening to a couple other teachers and both of them were teaching out of Genesis 15 and out of Romans and I was like, well, I'm glad I said that last Sunday. People think I just got it from them. I know y'all wouldn't think that, but anyway. Uh, Genesis 15, where he said, he told Abraham, he said, do not fear. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Are you with me? He didn't say, I'll be a shield. He said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And I go over to Romans chapter 4, and I look at Abraham and the way that Abraham conducted himself, the way that Abraham believed God. And against hope, believed in hope. And in uh, it's Romans 4, you can turn there if you want. Thank you, guys. The worship team did an awesome job. Good to have Mel yeah. and the family and Joyce back from the, from the DR. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mel said she's glad to have a mic stand. She was singing there. She had to have somebody hold her mic for her, hold her iPad and hold her mic. She had human mic stands and human iPad stands in the DR. <laughs> Hallelujah. Romans, Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. What was accounted to righteousness? Because he was fully 
convinced because he believed the promise of God. Verse 23, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was not, that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who has delivered us up, delivered up because, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. There's so much in this passage. Um, He said, first in verse 17, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. Abraham, everything in life, in the natural, I shouldn't say in life, in the natural, said, forget it, buddy. But Abraham believed the promise of God. And that goes back to what? See, it wasn't, what I want, what I want you to see is this. It wasn't just the promise. He believed God who said that I am your shield and I am your exceeding great reward. So what Abraham went back to when things looked contrary to what, was, what he was believing, when what he saw looked contrary to what he believed, he went back to first to God who told him, I am your shield And I am your exceeding great reward. Not just the promise that he said, I'll make you of many nations. I believe that Abraham went back to the one who had promised. Are you with me? And he said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And as I was thinking of that, and and, uh, just went back to Isaiah 43. And looking at that and what the Lord was saying there, he said, But now says the Lord who created me and who formed me, fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. He said, I am. Do you see the attention that he's drawing to himself? He said, when you see all these things, know that I am. What did he tell uh, Moses when Moses said, who am I going to tell them sent me? Just tell them I am. That I am has sent you. Who is I am? I am whatever you have need of, I am. I am. If, If what you desire is a closer walk with the Lord, he says, I am. If what you desire is the greater manifestation of his presence in your life, he says, I am. And what he's showing me, and it's not, you have to track with me because it's not like this is some fresh rhema download that you've never heard before. But I think the simplicity of it gets lost sometimes in the pursuit. Because it's so easy to pursue the fruit instead of him. It's so easy to pursue what we see or what we desire to see versus him. When we see him, he told Abraham, I am your shield and I am your exceedingly great reward. So as we see him, he's our shield. He shields us. Why? Because our attention is not on this, it's on him. He said, when you pass through the water, you'll pass through the waters, right? 
Yes. He said, you'll go through the waters and, and, and I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I'm just telling you from experience. In, in, in the past months, there's been difficult things that I've walked through. And in walking through them, there were times that I was looking to certain places to get. In, don't misunderstand me. I was, I was looking for an answer instead of looking to the answer. And I began to, and we can get, and here's what happens. When we look for an answer instead of to the answer, we can become formula-driven. We can become works-driven. We can think, well, if I just do enough, if I just quote enough scriptures, if I just pray enough, if I just fast enough, then God has to do something. Is anybody with me? And so what we're, we're, looking for something instead of to someone. And it's so easy to end that to be discouraged because we feel like we're doing everything that we know to do, but we're still not seeing what we want to see. <laughs> Preach, preacher. <laughs> and where he's brought me back to is that reality and that foundation that it's all about Him. That it's about seeing Him in every situation, every circumstance, that my eyes are set on Him. And I look at that, and I, and I look at Abraham. And, and again, it's, I've been there with Abraham this past week, especially just meditating on it. And as I would meditate, more scriptures would come up. And I shared some of this last week. But as Abraham, wherever he went, no matter what he faced... He understood who his shield was and who his reward was. I mean, here's Abraham, and we talked about this a little last week. He gets to the place where he is so blessed, and Lot is so blessed that they have their, their uh, shepherds are fighting each other because there's not enough grass for all their herds because they're so blessed. That'd be a good problem to have, wouldn't it? You and your neighbor fighting at the bank because the bank can't hold all your money. Come, Jesus. <laughs> so Abraham looks to Lot and he says, You choose where you want to go. You can go to now in the valley that looks beautiful and plush and there's everything already provided. You choose. Wherever, whatever you choose, you get. And I'll take the other. And Lot, I'm sure, took a hot second and said, I'll take the, the, the plains where there's grass, there's water already there. Everything in the natural was already there for him to be taken care of. And Abraham said, okay. He didn't go, man, I got the short end of that stick. Why? <laughs> Why? Because he knew that the valley wasn't his source. That God was his shield and his exceeding great reward. Then we go from there. Lot goes down in there. We know what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. But before that, Abraham is off. He's and you know what's so awesome with Abraham? If you read in Genesis 14 and 15, everywhere after the Lord start, told Abraham and called him, everywhere Abraham stopped for a minute, he put up an altar and worshiped the Lord. Everywhere he stopped, he would build an altar and he would worship the Lord. And the Lord began to speak. 
because I'm sharp like that. He said, Todd, if you'll just take a moment. Oh, man, that song, just take a moment. Uh, and remember, who, how's it, who God is, who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. <laughs> Y'all should have stayed up here. We just sang. <laughs> but he said every time Abraham stopped, you know what he was doing? Every time he stopped, he would remember who he is. He would worship the one who is worthy. So his eyes was not on what was going on around him. His eyes was on the one who said, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. And he said that the Lord spoke this to me yesterday. I was doing something real spiritual yesterday. I was hunting with Stephen yesterday afternoon. And I was sitting there in the tree. And you know what's it's awesome when you're still. You can't talk. You can't call anybody. You can't listen to anything. You can be alone with the Lord. And here's what I've noticed. That depending on where you set your mind, you can either have a blessing or a battle. And I was in a battle. Just thinking. Just running processes through my mind and looking at me, evaluating me. And it was just the goodness of the Lord. That went on for I don't know how many minutes up in the tree. And the Lord kind of just gently said, how's that working for you? What's just bubbling up on the inside of you? Victory and grace and power? No. Defeat and discouragement. And he said, what did Abraham do? I said, Abraham worshipped. What was he doing when he was worshipping? He was setting his eyes on me. Was Abraham perfect? Far from it. Okay? Far from it. We, we talked about this. Uh, you know, right there, it's Genesis 13, 14. I can't remember the first time when they go into Egypt. And Abraham looks over at his wife and he says, Honey, you're a hottie. And if they know you're my wife, they'll kill me. So you're my sister, okay? He wouldn't have had to worry about the Egyptians. He's married to Tina. But I said, honey, you're beautiful. And if they know you're my wife, they might kill me. So you're going to be my sister. And, 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 and uh, Pharaoh's just going to take you into his harem probably. I don't think so, buddy. That wouldn't have happened. Should have applied the rod of correction to my head. <laughs> Tell kids, you know, kids misbehave, you apply the rod of correction to the seed of knowledge, and they learn quickly. <laughs> Abraham said this, and so y'all know the story. She goes in, he takes her in, and he just gives her all these gifts and all this, and then he, the Lord reveals to him that that's Abraham's wife, and that he's, he's in a bad place. He said, whoa, give her back. Give her to Abraham. He said, y'all get out of here. So the same Abraham, he made mistakes, but he all, everywhere he stopped, he worshiped the Lord. Man, that is so vital that, and I believe that even through the day, if you're going through the day and it seems like it's one of those, you know, and the way they traveled in their day is not like we travel in our day. They didn't jump in a vehicle with air conditioning or with heat, depending on the weather of the day, and cruise to their destination. He traveled like John in the desert, except John had a motorcycle. He didn't have to ride on a camel or at least I don't think he did. But they would go to their destination and they would, 
every time that he stopped, he would just begin to worship the Lord. He set his eyes on the Lord. Man. And so the father began to just give me these downloads. He said, Todd, where are you setting your eyes? Are you setting your eyes on even mistakes of the past? Are you setting your eyes on me who I said, I am your shield and I am your exceeding great reward? See, if you're walking through the water, you can set your eyes on the water or you can set your, uh, you know, just, we had a marvelous opportunity last night, didn't we, Stephen? We went hunting, and I drove way down in the field to go pick Stephen up, and uh, we got stuck. <laughs> we got stuck. There's ditches. The, 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 you know, we talk about getting over in a ditch. We weren't in a ditch. We were in the tracks and got stuck in the tracks. But we tried to pull around, turn around, and when we got the truck, the tires fit just perfectly, and the tracks are supposed to be going this way. We fit this way. So we'd, we, we didn't, we'd stuck. We did everything we knew to do. Listen, not just to the story. Okay? We did everything we knew to do. We even burn up a good set of floor mats. Wow, this would give us traction. Stephen pulled them out of the truck, threw them under the, and I saw smoke. I smell rubber, but we weren't going anywhere. I was driving at this point. And just being lightning, that lightning fast mind that I have sometimes, I had the door open so I could look back. <laughs> and there's mud all on the inside of his door. I said, snap! That was stupid. So we were there. I was, I was tired. I wasn't cold because we were trying to dig out. I was hot. We were trying to dig out and... Stephen is such a blessing. When he says, I'm just living the dream, he, that's what he lives. And it, it helped me so much because I didn't get worked up, which I have a tendency to do. <laughs> so you know what we did, Stephen? We worked on it about 30 minutes, and we're none the better. <laughs> like the woman who had to, you know, she went to spend all that she had and grew none. Anyway. We was, <laughs> we even took corn that was supposed to be feeding the deer with and shoved it up under tires, thinking that might get us out, and that didn't work. We get some traction. I said, we're going to end up making popcorn. What are we going to do? <laughs> pop, 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 pop. <clears throat> but we're sitting there, and Stephen said, well, let me call my buddy. He's got a friend who lives not too far away. So we called him. And Stephen said, you know what? What a blessing. We get to just hang out. And that's what we did. Man, we talked about the Lord, and the time went by quick. His friend came, pulled us right out, and we talked about the Lord all the way. You know what? It was so easy, and God really used Stephen to help me in the fact that it would have been so easy to go, I can't believe it. But you know what we did? We took an opportunity to worship the Lord, and it didn't pass over us. We didn't smell like smoke. A little bit like rubber, but we didn't smell like smoke. But it was because we made a choice. And we didn't just tolerate it until somebody could get us out. Man, we had sweet time talking about the Lord. You know, I believe that's what Abraham did. When there was a struggle, he would take time and set up an altar and say, You know what? I don't really know how this is going to work out, but you're my shield. 
You're my exceeding great reward, and I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you because you're worthy. You're worthy. So here's Abraham. He's out worshiping the Lord, and he gets word that these kings have come, and they fought against the king of Sodom, and, and uh, there was a group of kings fighting against a group of kings. And they came in, and they took everything. Uh, and Sodom took, took Lot and his family and uh, all of the, all the, the gold and all the wealth and left. Abraham got word of it. And listen to this. This is just awesome. These are kings, right? Are you tracking with me? That if, that if uh, covenant together to go against kings. And Abraham hears and Abraham says, get all of my servants who are old enough to fight. And we're going to go get this stuff. It was 300 and some servants. That's a blessed man. 300 and some. But that's not even the big thing. Yes, he had 300 servants. That's awesome. But the fact that he took his servants who were trained in war, come on somebody, who knew how to use what they had in their hands. How about as the body of Christ grows and they know how to use the word of God because he's their shield and he's their exceeding great reward. They're not pushed about by every wind of doctrine. Pushed to and fro. And he went after them and took great spoil. He defeated the kings, their, their armies, and got everything back. And he comes to Sodom the king of Sodom, and he, he, presents, uh, he presents everything back. And he said, no, just give me the people, and you can have all the stuff. And Abraham said, nope, I don't want your stuff, lest it be said that Sodom, the king of Sodom made Abraham rich. How could he do that? Did he have a right to it? Yes, that's the code of the day when you... When you won in war, what you won was all yours. That was the deal. That's why kings went out and conquered, because they gathered wealth to themselves. Their kingdom grew, but they gathered the wealth. But Abraham said, nope, I, I'm not, that's not why I did it. I just had family there. And it's not going to be said that you made me rich because God is my source. And it's then that Melchizedek comes on the scene, who is a type of Jesus Christ. And he gave tithes to Melchizedek. He, Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek, and Melchizedek blessed him. Again, Abraham said, no, I'm not going. You know, you may be going through stuff where someone has done you wrong, and you got a right to something. But you know what? If you'll build an altar, and you'll worship right there, and you'll recognize that he's your shield, and he's your uh, exceeding great reward, he can bless you when it looks like others have stolen from you. I'm telling you, in that tree stand yesterday, I had opportunity to just spend time with the Lord and say, God, is there anything in me that I'm holding against somebody else? Am I, and not even knowing about it, am I holding somebody captive? If so, I release them. I forgive them. God, I don't want to hold anything in me because I want to see you and you alone as my shield and my exceeding great reward. I don't want to be looking anywhere else but to you. So as I sat there and just spent time with him, that was when he led me back to Romans chapter 4 here. 
when he said uh, he gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. And, and uh, I've, I've shared before how the enemy fights so hard with unbelief, even to the fact that when you look at Jesus' disciples in Mark chapter 16, when he had resurrected from the dead, he said that he came to them and he rebuked them for their hard-heartedness and their unbelief because they didn't believe the testimony of the others who had seen him. <laughs> T and I were talking about this on the way to church this morning. I was like, do you get that? <laughs> These are the ones who walked with Jesus right? And Jesus told them, I'm going to die. In three days, I'm going to be resurrected. Remember John, John's gospel, 14, right through there, 14 and 15, all that in there. He's talking about, don't let your heart be troubled. The reason he's telling them, don't let their heart be troubled, because he talks about, they're going to they're gonna kill me. They didn't understand it all, I don't think, but still, he had told them. So, Jesus is crucified. And look, it's not just that he's crucified. The reason that he rebuked them is because he, cruci he was crucified, he is resurrected, and others of them had heard of it or had seen him, and they came back to them and told them, and they didn't believe it. Jesus, help us. These are those that walked with him. And, I, and T and I were talking, I said, that's why it's so easy. If we don't keep our eyes on him and understand and know his truth, it's so easy to be distracted and be discouraged and be defeated. Because I believe they lead. It's a progression. You get distracted. You get discouraged. Hmm. But God is our exceeding great reward. He is our shield. He is our exceeding great reward. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, it was counted to him for righteousness. And then he says this in verse 23. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. See, to me, that's just over-the-top amazing. Because it says Jesus was raised because we were justified. Just say lie that a minute. It means meditate on these things. He says, Jesus could be raised from the dead because his payment was enough to justify us, to make us right with God. So the, the resurrection is proof of your justification. Not your works, not your how-to, but your who. Are you with me? 
So his resurrection is proof that we now have right standing with God. That we're in right standing with God. And here's what's amazing. It's not just for us. That's what the world is hungry for. To understand that they can be forgiven and made right with God. Not based on how well they perform, but on what Jesus finished. Amen. And as we set our eyes on him, as he becomes our prize, as he becomes our goal, then it brings shift in every area of our lives. Because as I was sitting there and I was spending time just meditating on him, I I set my eyes on him. And I just went back and I read this in Romans chapter 4, sitting in the tree. And began to meditate on, on Abraham, how God used Abraham, who wasn't perfect, but God was perfect and faithful throughout every situation. And how Abraham took time to worship the Lord. I, I, I believe that there's more power in that than we've tapped into. And it's not just about, you know, if you're familiar with us at all, that we have a culture of worship here. We worship. We're not apologetic about the, the length of time that we put in worship, nor in the fervency in which we worship. Because he's worthy. He's worthy. But I believe that, it, and, you know, worship is not just the 45 minutes or hour before the preaching. Worship is a lifestyle that we subscribe to and say, he's always worthy, so I'll always worship. And worship's not always a song that comes out of your mouth. Worship is walking in obedience to truth that you know. It's saying, God, I choose you in every situation. God, I choose you in every circumstance. I choose you. Isn't it amazing that God loves us so much that he gives us choice? That's awesome to me. It's, it, it can be a little scary, but it's really awesome. So, and... In circumstances and situations in my life, as I've chosen to look at him and to see him as my shield and my exceeding great reward, what I've noticed is when he's my prize, that I'm more apt to give away what I have. And that's not just a financial thing. That's an opportunity to share with someone else. I'm more apt to share, not knowing how the other person will respond because what, I'm not, what I am doing is being obedient, but what I'm not looking for is affirmation. Are you with me? Affirmation is great. Everybody loves to be encouraged. I don't care what your love language is, everyone loves to be encouraged. But, but when we are settled on Him and our encouragement comes from an understanding of that even as I read in Isaiah 43, that he loves us. He created us and that he loves us. And when I set my attention on his love for me, not my love for him. Because maybe you're better than me. But there are times that our love toward him can be fickle. <laughs> I won't look at anybody. I'll just look down. 
that there are times when things aren't going exactly like we think. It's so easy to get into that, mo- that motivation of why isn't this working instead of looking at the one who's worthy. And you know what? That, that road of, of uh, self-evaluation, that road of reason and always trying to figure it out, it'll, it normally always leads in circles. You look at the children of Israel. How did that work for them? Forty years. Forty years around a mountain. That is not a sightseeing tour that I want to go on. Forty years around a mountain. He said, you look to me. You look to me. And I'm just encouraged And I want to encourage us today that he is the same. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as we set our hearts to see him and to love him and to know his heart in every situation, in every circumstance, when he is our prize, when he is our shield and our exceeding great reward, then those things that are going on around us lose the sting that they had. Because I'm not looking for everything to go right this way before I know everything's right this way. Are you with me? I I know everything's right this way, and I know the love that he has for me. So whatever's going on this way, it's like the old preacher said. Whatever it is, it came to pass. The young man asked the old preacher, he said, what's your favorite part of the Bible? He said, three little words, it came, or four, it came to pass. He said, no matter what you're going through, it'll pass. And if it kills you, guess what? You've got to be with him. Right? I mean, how can you lose? You can't. I mean, you can't. If we have that understanding. And um, see, the reason that encourages me and what stirs me up and why I want to share that with you is because when we have that understanding, as I said, when we know what we have and that it's limitless, then we're more willing to give it away if we believe we really have it. Do you hear me? If you really believe, okay, let me just make it practical. If I really believe that that God loves me, not based on my performance, that he loves me and that I'm accepted, as Ephesians says, I'm accepted in the beloved then I can give love to Melanie. But if I don't get love back from Melanie, I don't walk away feeling rejected. Because I wasn't going to Melanie to to receive love. I was going to give. But if you don't know that you have it and that you're loved that way, then if I go and I give love to Marty, I want to encourage Marty, and, and Marty just turns and walks away. Then you know what happened? I get... Yeah, I don't understand all that. I mean, I'm just trying to be a blessing. I just want to be a blessing. Can't even be a blessing these days. You just give and give and give. Give and give and give. And what do you get? Nothing. They just turn and walk away. Well, watch. I'll just quit giving. I'm done with this. They don't appreciate me. None of them. They don't know what I do. None of them know what I do. Just watch. When I quit doing it, they'll know. 
<laughs> I know y'all ain't ever been there. Help me, Jesus. <clears throat> they really appreciated me. They really loved me. You know why? Because we've taken our eyes off of our shield and our prize. And we're looking for someone to give us what they don't have to give. And it's not that they don't have love, but they don't have his love that fulfills. His love that secures. Only he gives that. But when we are full of that, we can go into a situation, we can give, and if they turn and walk away, if they say ugly things, you know what we'll do? Instead of going, well, watch, see when I do that again, we'll go, Father, I thank you that you've loved them as much as you love me. And it's obvious there's a lack of understanding of that love. Not from a self-righteous position, but from a position of saying, God, I want them to know your love like I know your love. You know how that comes? That comes through intimacy. That comes through time with Him. It doesn't just come through Sunday morning having a prayer line and we pray over you to receive the love of God. No, Romans 5 says the love of God's been shed in your heart by the Holy Ghost. It's already in there. It's in there. It's all inside. And that's not intel. That's Holy Spirit. It's in there. And as we tap into what's been placed on the inside of us and we understand that great love, then we're willing to give away. If we really believe we have it, we can give it away. We can give it away unashamedly without limit because we know it's not. And you know what? That affects every area of our lives. And the Lord's been touching that in my life. Every area of my life, it'll affect the love and how I deal with other people, even when it's not reciprocated. It'll, it'll affect how I pray for people. If I really believe that he loves and he heals and he delivers, even if I'm standing for some healing and deliverance in my life, I'll still give it out because I know it's true. If I'm believing in the area of finances, I won't hold on to everything I've got because i got to hold what i got until I get some more. If I know that he's promised to be my shield and my exceeding great reward, I'll give it when he says give it. In finances, it, doesn't, it touches every area of our lives. And it's understanding his love. And that's why 1 John says perfect love casts out fear. Because when I know that I'm loved, then I can face whatever. Because I know I'm loved. I know I'll come out on the other side. I don't know what, I don't know what the process may look like, but I know I'm coming out on the other side. Why? Because I've figured how to get it done? No. Because I know the one who does. <laughs> I... Read and I don't even know who it was. I think it may have been on Facebook. But they made a statement. I don't know if it was a quote, so I'm just telling you what I read. And it said, I believe, they said in, the, in jest, here's what they said, that they believe the Lord changes the way he talks to us, so we'll always keep listening for him. We'll keep looking for him. He's not hiding from us. He's hiding for us. So we'll get to hearing God, and what I mean by that, we, if, we get, if we say, well, when I pray, and read the Bible, God speaks to me this way. And you can say, well, I've been praying and reading the Bible, and God's not speaking. It's because God's not a formula. He's a friend. And what he's saying is, spend time with me. Meditate on who I am. And let me reveal. Because, see, he's bigger than we think. And his love's greater than we comprehend.
And that's why Paul said, I pray that you would know the love of God that passes knowing. That you would encounter the love of God that you can't even wrap your mind around. And that doesn't have to be this huge encounter. It can be sitting alone with him. And, and you've spent 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, however long you were there, meditating on yourself, and then you just make a choice to turn your eyes to him. And you encounter his embrace. It may not be an emotional thing. It may not be a physical thing. But you know, man, the Lord just get ministered to my heart. That's what he desires. He desires intimacy. He desires relationship. And you know what? The only way that you grow in relationship, I don't care who it is or with whom it is, the only way you grow is in, with time. Time together. It, Steve and I grew in relationship last night because we had time together in that stuck truck. But, you know, even in that, as I said, we could have, we could have not grown in our relationship because we could have been so focused on everything else. But God used Stephen tremendously by saying, you know what, good buddy? We get extra time hanging out together. I said, yes, we do. And so instead of fighting, trying to make something happen, we just spent time together. That's good. That's a good word right there. And I believe the Lord desires that same thing for us that we go, you know what, God? I'm going to set my gaze on you. And, that, and hear me, I'm not saying that you haven't been. But here's what I saw in Abraham's life. It, he didn't go to the next city or the next stop and say, well, I worship God back there, so I'm good. <laughs> he didn't. He went there when he stopped. And see, I'm convinced that that's why when, when the kings came in and took Lot and his family from Sodom, because time spent in the presence of the Lord, Abraham's attention was so set on his shield and his exceeding great reward, he said, what is this in the eyes of God? Are you with me? And I believe that's what he has for us as well today, that we set our gaze on him. So let's stand. Let's take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, you're lifting my load again. Let's take a moment to remember who God is and who Bye.